not every foreign investor is going to be a partner, is going to help you, but companies will benefit by not discriminating against foreign investors. Today we'll hear from economists Pedro Matos and Jan Bena about their research on the impact of foreign investment on corporate innovation and the implications for business leaders. Is it possible that foreign investors provide pools of capital that firms can access in order to produce stronger companies? Or do global institutional investors behave more like a swarm of locusts, resulting in short-term corporate policy making? Pedro gives us an overview of their work. Personally, I lived in four different countries uh, before I arrived here at Darden. This is the fourth country I live in. And uh, it's, you know, it's as an immigrant, I would say, you know, I've been uh, privileged to move around and, uh, and more people do, do that. But capital has some, some sort of constraints and um, we kind of fear that uh, doesn't matter which country you go, as, as uh, you put it. Uh, people are fearful of foreign capital. That is, uh, we want local companies to be locally owned because uh, the jobs they produce, maybe the, the plants that stay local, the innovation that would be occurring here. So we, we posed this question in this research that was funded by the Batten Institute and the, and the Mayo Center uh, for Asset Management, whether as the economy becomes more globalized, if it is indeed true that we should fear uh, foreign capital. As uh, companies receive uh, investors from all over the world, whether you do indeed in, in see, uh, you know, jobs being displaced, companies being shut down, innovation being, being shipped overseas. And as, as you put it, uh, the general label of that is, is that foreign capital is myopic or locust. So they come in, eat uh, crop to the ground and move on uh, as a swarm of locusts to the next destination. Pedro spoke further about how he and Jan put their hypotheses to the test. We assembled uh, comprehensive data of uh, the ownership structure of companies around the world. So we have basically all the um, uh, money managers that hold uh, in their portfolios company publicly listed companies from all over the world, and then we check what happened subsequently uh, to the capital expenditures, meaning the fixed capital that companies are building up what's happening to their R&D expenditures, meaning the intellectual capital they're, they're uh, investing in. And finally, what, ha- what is most important to, I guess, to Batten, what is the output from all these efforts in terms of uh, new products, new services? And that's where Jan Maikota is a, an expert on, which is uh, you know, building up a global patent database that would give you a measure of how how many new products, how many new services have come out uh, from deploying all that capital. So with that, with that uh, database put together, we were able to test the locus hypothesis. Is it indeed true that having local investors or having foreign investors would have result in different levels of investment, R&D, and innovation output? And the conclusion is <laughs> we did not find support for the locus hypothesis. So indeed, uh, global capital um, does not on average lead to job cuts, does not on average le- lead to plants being shut down, and does not lead to innovation being shipped out. We are finding in our, in our tests that um, 
that there is a positive uh, impact of global capital. I thought these findings were quite unexpected. Pedro and Jan showed that the more a firm is owned by foreign investors, the more likely it is to have increased long-term investment, as measured by expenses for R&D and capital, and increased innovation, as measured by the number of patents. CEOs are responsible for developing innovative technologies and growing their companies. Pedro had some important recommendations about being open to the right foreign shareholders and the importance of prioritizing investor relations. I think you should have a conversation with your investors, have a hard look, do due diligence. Uh, not every foreign investor is going to be a partner, is going to help you, but companies will benefit by not discriminating against foreign investors. Uh, uh, just purely based on nationality. Like we have a global business school here. We draw people uh, in the faculty from all over the world. Uh, we, we, we populate our classroom with uh, students from all over the world. And we, we embrace the value of, of, uh, of having this diversity and this uh, shared uh, experiences. So the same when you, as a, as a corporate manager, when you think about uh, capital, who should be your shareholders, embracing the value of global capital is a positive thing and prioritizing your relationship uh, or your investor relations in terms of, uh, you know, getting to know uh, uh, who they are, are they long-term, are, are they invested in you for, for a good reason, uh, do they share a common vision, and in turn, do they will they uh, subsequently encourage you to uh, undertake investment that will lead to a value creation. So uh, it may be uncomfortable at times, but um, it, in the long run, our, our research is suggesting that firms should take advantage and welcome uh, foreign capital. Of course, be uh, you know discriminating in some way, get to know your investors, but uh, a priori, one should not um, fear foreign capital. Last but not least, we discussed where the researchers would like to go next in terms of understanding the impact of foreign capital on not only business outcomes, but also how business can impact society in a positive way, such as through job creation. Our research agenda uh, kind of um, uh, surrounds this idea of uh, innovation. So first is like what determines the innovation outcomes? How can be firm more innovative? How a firm can achieve breakthrough innovations? How to spend R&D effectively to avoid failed innovations? And how to organize the inventive process? So this is one sort of a research agenda that or research set of research questions that we are interested in, what determines innovation. And the second is um, thinking about what innovation means in terms of uh, corporate profits, corporate valuations, and by also the wider kind of a point of view is like the societal outcomes of innovations. You can, you can measure sort of societal benefits of innovation as well as the private benefits of uh, innovation to, to, to companies. So this is uh, something that we would like to kind of pursue going forward. And in this project, we highlighted one determinant of, of innovation, which is the ownership structure of the firm. In this case, in particular, this uh, presence of foreign institutional investors as possibly driving some of these investment decisions and therefore the innovation outcomes. If I can do a plug, uh, the reason why this is a joint project with the Mayo Center is that more and more of um, household savings are being invested for 
through institutional investors, meaning I don't uh, directly involved in hundreds of companies myself, but through my 401k plan, through my uh, pension plan, etc., uh, the money is being deployed for me. So this uh, these are the conduits of capital around the world. So though I do not typically invest, uh, you know, putting Yan here on the spot in Czech companies, I'm sure the, my mutual fund manager or my 401k manager, my pension fund manager, may be looking into those companies in those countries as an alternative to look, you know, in, in Malaysia or some other, or Brazil or some place else. And so um, with these investors, we call institutional investors, they now represent about 75% of the shares in the U.S. market, meaning the average investor in the street is a professional money manager managing m- money for someone else. And that, But they're also doing that not just locally in the U.S. market, but then they're going abroad um, and investing internationally. And so the pockets of money that are managed by these investors is growing over over time. So this uh, ownership structure, this uh, massive shift that's occurring in terms of who owns the shares um, is likely to have consequences in terms of this corporate outcomes, in particular in terms where innovation is going to occur around the world. We try to collaborate and find, um, you know, bring different perspectives on, on these issues that it's not just, uh, you know, sh- shareholder value maximization from, from this perspective because a lot of these investors are going to stay invested for a very long time. Uh, I, I myself uh, depend on these institutional money managers for my retirement. If you have kids you uh, for your college savings or whatnot, so, so we will be here for a long time and, uh, and they should be good stewards of that capital. So, we, you know, understanding... What works, what does not work is is an important uh, research question. This has been the Research and Relevance Podcast. I'm Erica Herz with the Batten Institute for Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the UVA Darden School of Business. Our producer is Gary Peters. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to learn more about Darden's entrepreneurship and innovation research, please visit ideas.darden.virginia.edu.